If you've been looking for a comprehensive Bible school curriculum that explores redemptive realities in Jesus Christ grounded in the Word of God, look no further. The goal of this podcast is to spread the life-transforming Word of God throughout the world for the equipping of the saints to do the work of the ministry and to build up the body of Christ in what Jesus has accomplished for us through His death, burial, resurrection, and seating at the right hand of God the Father. There's such an untapped potential for Christians to enter into their glorious inheritance in Jesus Christ. Together we will discover what Jesus has done for us by providing such a great salvation and how to appropriate the promises of God in our lives. Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 31, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, and then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Each podcast season will cover one of the books that I have compiled over the years. You can find a complete listing of my Christian education material on my website at www.wordinspire.com. You're welcome to download these ebooks for free in PDF format for your own personal or ministry use. So let's explore these biblical truths and principles together that will absolutely transform our lives. God bless. Welcome to the Gospel series, The Discourses of Jesus, Fasting Unto the Lord, found in Matthew chapter 6, verse 16 to 18. The theme, Whatever We Do Unto the Lord, is meant to be done discreetly and in secret. The context is humility and devotion versus religious exhibitions of hypocritical pride. Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. Jesus said, When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do. For they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put on oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to men that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Like the preceding references in Matthew chapter 6 Jesus was making to giving to the poor and to prayer, Fasting is no different. Matthew 6 1. Jesus said, Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. In our Western culture of excess and indulgence, fasting seems like a foreign concept, unless, of course, you're talking about dieting. However, fasting and dieting are not the same, and here's why. Fasting is always accompanied by praying and meditating in the Word of God. It's a form of consecration. Fasting is a spiritual discipline to bring the body under subjection and bring ascendancy to the Spirit and to hear from God. It heightens our spiritual sensitivity to be led by the Holy Spirit. So bottom line, if we're abstaining from food, but we're not praying and getting in the Word at the same time, then by default we're dieting. Old Covenant Fasting 
There are different types of fasting in the Bible, but the general rule of thumb is to abstain from something in order to gain something else. In our case, a closer walk with the Lord. Total fast, where nothing is consumed, neither food nor water, is you need to be led by the Holy Spirit on this. Exodus chapter 24, verse 15 to 18, and Luke chapter 4, verse 1 through 2, especially if it's going to be for a long period of time, like more than a few days. There's also another fast we see in the Bible called a Daniel's fast, where we are only eating vegetables and drinking only water. Daniel chapter 1, verse 8 through 21. Now, the third one, which I think is a new covenant form of fasting, is living a fasted life, where we skip meals and deliberately deprive the flesh of compulsive urges. And that's a lifestyle. In the Old Covenant, the people of Israel fasted often. Zechariah chapter 7 verse 3 and chapter 8 verse 19. Fasting was often centered around repentance from sin and rededication to the Lord. 1 Kings chapter 21 verse 25 to 29. 1 Samuel chapter 7 verse 6. Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 1. Daniel chapter 9 verse 3 through 4. Joel chapter 2 verse 12 through 13, and Jonah chapter 3 verse 1 through 10. When someone had died, fasting was a form of mourning or expressing grief. 1 Samuel chapter 1 verse 12 through 18. It was also a typical response to great danger and crisis, seeking God for help in a time of need. 2 Samuel chapter 12 verse 13 to 23, Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 1 through 4, Ezra chapter 8 verse 21 to 23, Esther chapter 4 verse 1 through 3, Psalms chapter 35 verse 13, and chapter 109 verse 24. Obeying God's word and fasting makes a powerful combination. Isaiah 58 verse 3 through 11. Fasting was actively practiced during Jesus' time on the earth. Matthew chapter 9 verse 14 to 15, and Luke 18 verse 9 through 14. Food, a potential stumbling block. Among the Gentile nations that Paul ministered to, they did not have refrigeration, so animals who were offered in sacrifice to pagan idols were sent straight to the meat market. This cultural condition presented a problem for Christians if they ever wanted to eat meat. Fortunately, since we know that an idol is nothing, the meat was okay to eat, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1-6. through 6. But not everyone knew that so it would be wrong to eat it in front of a weak brother or sister in Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7 through 11. Now, 1 Corinthians 8, verse 12 says, When you sin against your brothers in this way and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if what I eat causes my brother or sister to fall into sin, I will never eat meat again so that I will not cause them to fall. In Romans chapter 14, The entire chapter is devoted to not judging your brother or sister in Christ concerning what they eat or drink. The goal was not to be a stumbling block to them either. We are to prefer others before ourselves. Romans chapter 14 verse 20. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean, but it is wrong for a man to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything else that will cause your brother or sister to fall. The same prohibition of doing anything that would be a stumbling block is also extended in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23 to 33. There is something much greater at stake, and that's other people's lives. 
The goal is that the welfare of others comes even before our own legitimate practices. We are to exercise control over our physical appetites. Fasting helps in this regard. Not just the mere abstinence, but praying and meditating in the word during that time. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12. Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. Food for the stomach and the stomach for food, but God will destroy them both. The body is not meant for sexual morality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. Heightened Spiritual Edge Living a fasted way of life keeps us sharp and in tune spiritually. Gluttony and overindulgence dulls the senses and invokes natural sleep and slothfulness, results in being overly body conscious. Not that it's bad to do that once in a while, like for example Thanksgiving. Now the prophetess Anna worshipped night and day in the temple, fasting and praying according to Luke chapter 2 verse 36 to 38. We also see the early church would fast and pray in order to discern the Lord's will and for impartation in Acts chapter 13 verse 1 through 3 and 14:23. When the disciples tried to cast out a deaf and dumb spirit from a boy, they failed to do so and they asked Jesus why. And the Lord's response in Mark chapter 9 verse 28 is and when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast it out? So he said to them, This can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. I highly encourage you to continue listening to the Word of Life study series podcast and encourage your friends to tune in as well. The scriptures encourage us in Acts chapter 17 verse 11 to receive the message with great eagerness and to examine the scriptures every day in order to confirm the truth that you're hearing. God's word is our final authority for all matters that pertain to life and godliness. I'd like to close this episode by praying over you according to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength which he exerted in Christ when God raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in this present age, but also in the one to come. And in chapter 2, verse 6, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Be blessed and see you soon.